Hey, everybody, and welcome to True Crime Paranormal with the Psychic Sisters. I'm Christy Brower, here with my sister, co-host, and partner in crime, Katie Weaver. Hey, Katie. Hello. How's it going? Well, it's weird. I, I feel like we're living in some weird sci-fi novel out there. We kind of are, you guys. Mm -hmm. You know how we have been well bitching and moaning, frankly, about how hot it is here? Yeah. Well, um, overnight, it's not. It's Last time I was in my car, it was 51 degrees. Okay, it's been in the 90s here for like three months. Mm -hmm. It's 51 today mm -hmm. and rainy and dark. Like, it never really got mm -hmm. light all day. Well, and we're under... This, it's weird because usually when we get rain like this and all the wind we've had, it blows all the smoke out. Well, this time it blew all the smoke in. Right. It's, it's just, just weird. It smells like a campfire kind of outside. It does. It is such a weird, ominous day. It's hard to even describe what it looks like outside. Like everything around me is hazy. You can't see the mountains. You can't no. see the sky. You can't see anything. It's like mm -hmm. we're under some weird dome. Oh, yeah, I know. I, I feel like at any moment we're going to, you know, we're gonna, aliens are going to drop out of the sky or I don't know what. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. Did you ever watch that show under the dome? Maybe we're under a dome. Maybe we're in some kind of weird quarantine. I have no idea. Yeah, it is so weird, but it's cool and nice. I know it's, it's wonderful outside. It's mm -hmm. wonderful to be outside. Yeah. As long as you it, don't look up because yeah. it's really creepy. Or don't try to breathe too hard. Mars needed yeah. to do some uh, some athletic tests that she has to complete for to be ready to head to school to play ball. Oh, uh -huh. And we went over to the high school to the track to do them today. And we got about halfway through and I went, this is stupid. We'll do this another day. And she yeah. was doing fine, but she kept saying, I feel like I'm having a hard time breathing. And I went, why yeah. are we doing this? This is stupid. No, we're going home. I went yeah. to the store and the, and was masked in the store. Mm -hmm. And I was friggin' dying. It's mm -hmm. so weird. The air is very heavy. Yeah. So, yeah, we're in a it's, weird, weird. sci-fi movie. However, our county fair started today. Oh, oh, it did. And if it had been hot, there's no way I could have gotten through it. Just mm -hmm. no way. Uh, the heat just stops my legs. But, you know, when it's cool, I'm fine. Sure. So, Mars and I went over and walked through the fair. It was a typical Madison County fair. I uh. Not exciting, clearly. No. The one first building that you walk through when you get into the fair, it used to have like vendors and I guess as a kid, I thought it had cooler things in it. This time there were multiple American Legion booths and multiple Boy Scout booths. That was the whole first building. <laughs> I'm like, hmm. Wow. I mean, thank you for your service and all, but really? The whole building? Oh, uh, yeah. Hard pass. Hard yeah. pass. Mm -hmm. And then all the Boy Scouts selling jerky and popcorn and stuff i'm like okay well see ya uh, but this yeah. really made me laugh here's the only thing about the fair that was of interest to me probably besides the uh the animal barns which is the only thing i really go to see sure uh, i said well let's walk in the handicrafts uh building and <laughs> we walked in there you know that's where people have like all of their art and their quilts and crochet yeah, yeah. and the stuff they grew in their garden and all of that mars was like people do this at the fair what? <laughs> she didn't know for the fair. I was like, like that's a huge deal around here. I mean, I said what, I'm quite sure you attended this fair. Yeah, every year, your whole life. She said I had no idea people like submitted things to the fair. She 
Never been in that building. Where are you going to win a blue ribbon for your canning? I mean, right? we live in the frontier, okay? Right? <laughs> you got to win a blue ribbon for that fabulous jar of peaches, man. Right. But I'll tell exactly. you what. The that quilts in there, my God. Ooh. People are so talented. So yeah. talented. That's why I like to go look, because people are super talented. Mm-hmm. I, uh, yeah, I, I, my sewing skills and quilting skills are nothing. Uh, no. Nothing. Compared to that business. Wow. Definitely not my area either. I just wanted to say welcome, Red Girl, RJ, Jacqueline, Carmen, Cranky. Ooh, knocked over my microphone. In the chat. Welcome, chatters. Nice to have you here. Yeah. You know this is the weekly case update. We have a few things mm -hmm. for you. It's it's a bit of a light week, I will admit. It is. Yeah. I mean, we can gossip about chat all you want, but... <laughs> well, let's, you know, let's do that. You've got some, some stuff for us mm -hmm. on the Daybell case. So what's, uh, what's yeah, up there? It's a little light too, but last week, Mars and I had talked about a couple of things going on. First of all, that there was, uh, Lori actually had a court date and we were yeah. all very curious to see what was going to go on with that court date. If that meant, does that mean that she's like all spiffed up and ready to go or no right. answer? No. Yeah, it was vacated. And the reason it was vacated is because there is still a stay and she is still in, you know, the, the hospital, the state hospital being treated. Yeah. And the other part of that is that uh, that was actually for the misdemeanor uh, charges, the very original charges that they extradited her back from Hawaii for. Right. I, I don't know why they haven't charges. dropped those. Yeah. We're assuming they will, but. Right. Um. Interesting. I because I was dying to know and I was really bummed when there was no hearing because I was hoping we were going to see something. Yeah. So yeah. we know Chad's got some stuff coming up in September. Yes. He's got his pretrial is coming up and the hearing mm -hmm. for the change of venue, which I'm super curious about because it is taking them for friggin' ever to change the venue. We've well, right. been at this since like January. Well, in the first case, well. In the first case, the judge never even heard it. And now those right. charges have been dropped. So this is all. This is all brand new. This is all brand um, new business. If you're just joining us, we're talking about updates in the Daybell Vallow case. Mm -hmm. uh, just uh, a few things going on. Mostly just hearings coming up. Mm -hmm. I'm super curious about his pretrial. His pretrial conference. Is that going to be a revelation? Is he going to uh is there going to be a plea deal come out of that are they well, really going to go to trial but also what's going on with chad's attorney right see that's because my question that's why i think there might be a plea coming up they have not given him a death penalty attorney no and they have to right because he is not qualified to try that case there is right yeah list. prior is, has never tried a death penalty case before no there's a list on the idaho state uh public defense commission's website now this is public defense so maybe i still think even if it's private defense you still have to have a attorney that's qualified to try the death penalty but he's not on it well and i don't know why you wouldn't but i cannot imagine that chad has money to hire a death penalty attorney on his own. Right. I mean, 
come How on. How are those funds going to keep coming? Right. Unless he's got some wackadoodle benefactor out there. And I'm not saying that couldn't be the case because it could be. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, I have real questions there. Yeah. But yeah, it's weird to me because Lori, who has a stay, has a death penalty attorney. Yeah. Chad, who doesn't have a stay, does not have a death penalty attorney. Mm-hmm. And does it mean he's going to take a plea? Does it mean they're not going to trial on this? I would think he would still need a death penalty attorney to represent him for the plea. Yeah. Me too. I don't know, so, guys. It's, it's coming up in September, though. We're going to learn a lot. We're going to learn a lot. A lot is just about to happen. Yeah. And, of course, we'll be here for it. It's going to be really interesting. Oh, we'll I be did live share streaming that hearing for sure. Oh, yeah. I did share a link in the chat room of uh, the Idaho uh, government's, uh, you know, that page that shows you who is uh, qualified for these types of cases. You'll see James Archibald on there, who is Lori's new attorney. Well, there aren't very many, and there aren't very many in our area. No. This isn't, this is not a common, first degree murder death penalty trial is not a common thing around here. No. Ellen says, I think Chad can have anyone he wants if he's paying for it. Okay. So if that's true, maybe he's just opting to keep prior. Maybe. Maybe. Which would seem stupid. But then again, look who we're talking about. I had talked to other legal minds that said that he does have to have someone on his team that has death penalty experience but so maybe you just got to bring somebody on with prior maybe but maybe you're right ellen i'm not totally sure on that honestly i my understanding is he does have to but hey i guess if you're paying for it you probably can pay for whatever you want but then again right. the state still doesn't want you to be able to come back later and say well i didn't have adequate uh representation you know, I, yeah this was all unfair because i didn't have adequate representation right but i i, I know it's that's real dicey. So I don't know. It's just weird to me that it happened so quickly with Lori, who is in a psych hospital and has a stay. Mm-hmm. And Chad's case, which is rolling forward and rolling toward trial, it hasn't. Right. Which does make you wonder, that is there a plea coming here? Because that, that's kind of what our prediction has been, that there would be a plea here that he really won't get the death penalty. That's just a, that a tool gonna... to make him turn on Lori and... Right. Yeah. Right, right. And Gary says the court does not want to be frustrated with a lawyer who is not qualified and give him a reason for appeal. Right. I mean, they've already been frustrated with that with means and prior all along. Well, they haven't, but everyone else has. (laughs) Oh, no, I think the court has, too, because they've had to deal with with some serious bullshit out of these two. Oh, yeah. What does Chad have to offer in order to get a plea? Flipping on Lori. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, way back a long time ago, Prosecutor Wood had that conversation with Lori, and we're talking about the Daybell Vallow case. If you're joining us and wondering what the hell we're talking about, mm-hmm. um, Prosecutor Wood had that conversation with with Summer, Summer, who is Lori's sister, mm-hmm. and he said, "We're hoping that Lori." We'll flip on Chad because honestly, we have way more evidence against her than we do him. Now, that could have totally just been a tactic. Mm -hmm. It's kind of always stuck in the back of my head that 
he might be able to hang a bunch of this on her. Mm -hmm. So, curiouser and curiouser, right? Most definitely, yes. Yeah. So, Ellen says DP attorney is recommended. Got it. You know, it, it gets into like a whole nother level of law when you're talking death penalty cases. It uh, Well, we'll see what happens in September, right? It's going to get interesting. We know that. Curious. Super yeah. curious about it. Now, Lori is only about halfway through her stay at the mental hospital, so we don't know much yet about her. However, there is rumblings that uh, locals in uh, Blackfoot are saying that they have seen her in the uh, exercise yard. Oh, really? Well, see, I've, I've f figured she's in Blackfoot the whole time mm -hmm. because it's literally less than an hour from the Madison County Jail. Mm -hmm. Why are they going to go further than that for a psych hospital? Not. Well, and this is the psych hospital that's really uh, equipped and qualified to take her. It doesn't make any it sense is. to go anywhere else. No, it doesn't. Yeah. And and trust me, as a social worker, as a social worker intern, I have been there, and it is a very secure facility. Mm -hmm. Nobody's getting in or out. Yeah, that's yeah. a that you know in her, um, in on her wing. No. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, sure. yeah, then we'll see because people talk, you know. <laughs> Jerry, I really hope she's not enjoying her stay. <laughs> <laughs> Me too, right? I don't think anyone enjoys their stay in the state hospital. As a social worker, I have worked with people who have had stays at the state hospital. It is not fun. The food is not good. It is very boring. They don't want people to want to be there. <laughs> yeah. Cranky. I hope she's having a hell of a time. <laughs> I'm sure that she is because, you know, there's there's mm -hmm. got to be quite a bit of pressure there to try to bring her around to reality. Mm -hmm. And, you know, mental health professionals working on doing that. Yeah. I'll bet it's not fun. Not fun at all. Yeah. Well, Lori coming back to reality would be a hell of a crash. Can you imagine? I mean, yeah. if she really was that delusional, she was really that deep in, which we're not sure. And no closet portals there. Nope, not a single one. They keep them um, all closed, locked up even. But then to, yeah, to come to reality that you have participated in the murder of your own children, mm -hmm. of your husband, mm -hmm. of all of these people, your brother, you mm -hmm. know, like, yeah, it, it, it may not be a crash she can never fully recover from. Yeah. The hospital is harder than prison, some people say. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. in, in many ways, especially adult hospitals, you know. Yeah. It is not fun. They don't make it fun. That's for sure. No. For sure, no. And yeah. she is a prisoner. So it's not as though she's just a patient there. This right. is different. She's a criminal mm -hmm. on a criminal ward, treated as a criminal, Right. She's still incarcerated, even though she's in a hospital. So, mm -hmm. yeah, life is not fun. No. No, and she has much more in the Madison County Jail. She would receive, uh, someone would check on her every 15 minutes. And it's actually much more than that where she is. Like, there is nary a private moment at all. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, it's true. They, you know, you're not treated with any kind of trust at all in a situation like that. No. Uh, and that really is just for your safety and everyone else's safety. And for her, mm -hmm. she's probably isolated because everyone knows who she is. Mm -hmm. 
you know, that blonde hair and red lips have been flashed all over the TV. So. Yeah, well, it's brown hair now, but yeah. Yes, that's right. It's brown hair now. That is true. But, you know, the other thing is that nobody wants her to have any opportunity to check out. No. You know? She pressure does not is get, on. Yeah, she does not get to kill herself and get out of this. Everyone, no. you know, that is invested in her standing trial and being accountable for her crimes. Yeah. She's under a lot of supervision for that reason. Oh, for sure. For yeah. sure. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. funny. I wouldn't want her to jump into a time machine in the closet and peace out. Yeah. Right. Nope. No private potty time either. No. Uh. -uh. This uh -uh. is, this is a zero trust kind of situation. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Mouth of the South says it ain't supposed to be fun there. She's supposed to have a come to Jesus moment. She yes, is. she is. Yeah, that is exactly yeah. the point. You are absolutely correct. So, mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> Translated <laughs> beings don't need to potty. <laughs> no. That might be some reality for her right there. <laughs> Lori, Lori doesn't fart, guys. She doesn't. Oh, wow. <laughs> so, speaking of Lori, the last week, Mars and I talked about uh, that it had just shown up on the website, you know, the, the state uh, tracking their cases website thing, mm -hmm. that uh, there had been something filed to throw out the grand jury indictment against Lori. Oh, right. But we hadn't actually seen the uh, paperwork on that yet. But now we have. So now grab your popcorn. This, of course, was filed by Mark Means. We oh, are entertained and curious because... Uh, it was filed only by Mark Means, and we really want to know what the new actual head attorney thinks of this shit. We mm. think probably not a lot. Mm. <laughs> yeah. The funny thing is Means filed this, and like two days later, Lori's, you know, I, I hate to say real attorney, but yes, let's say real attorney, new attorney, mm -hmm. had filed a couple of things, just a, a notice to appear and a request for discovery. Because he needs to get all of the discovery that means did oh have, gosh. and then the hard drive failed, and then he wanted to provide them with the new hard drive, and blah blah blah. Same same stuff, different day with with means. I'm guessing yeah. that he has bad tech skills, but that I'm thinking Mark means the coffee boy. Yeah, that's mm -hmm. kind of where he's at now. I think. Yeah. Yep. Oh, so Aaron's late. Did... She was watching penguins. Oh, well, I, I mean, I like it. penguins, but they can wait. <laughs> well, Mark. Uh, so he filed this motion to dismiss the indictment, which, um, you know, she hasn't actually been charged yet. But OK, Mark. And yeah. he said that this can't happen. He said, despite personal knowledge, the state had personal knowledge that on 3-8-21, there was a stay against the defendant. Yes, there was in the case that was current. Yeah. Despite this personal knowledge notice to the state, the state ignored, wow, <laughs> it does say ignored. He didn't misspell. That was I was going to say, is that how he spelled it? I'd like to say yes, but no. You're reading phonetically me. there? <laughs> <laughs> ignored said order and acted in violation of this order and organized, conducted, cause to occur illegal proceedings. Come on, Mark. Come on, man. Grammarly, dude. <laughs> Yeah. $29.99 and Grammarly would not have let that one pass. I promise. No. 
No, because that just barely makes sense. No. Against said defendant, there is no plausible argument regarding the blatant violation of the court's order to stay. <laughs> Apostrophe on courts. No, Mark, that's incorrect. Yeah. This supercilious actions taken by the state slash prosecution in direct violation. Supercilious. That's a big word for Mark. I know. Where did he <clears> get <throat> that? No. Fortune cookie? Something? <laughs> Maybe. Indirect violation slash contempt of this court's, again, Mark, with the apostrophes. Stop. It's wrong. Previous order, the, to stay, warrant the issues of a dismissal of the above case and sanctions to be issued against said prosecution. Oh, for again, with sakes. The sanctions. For again, sake, with the Mark. sanctions. One day he's going to actually get his own mm-hmm. and just really deserve it. Yep. Wherefore, defendant rightfully requests this matter be dismissed forthwith and sanctions, costs, yet again with this, fees be issued against the state prosecution. Um, The state pays you, Mark. So you're asking the state to find themselves (laughs) and pay who more, themselves or you? (laughs) Right. who's, Who's paying the fine to who? Uh, Mark loves exercises in futility. Right. Uh, Jerry says, and yes, that is so true. Forthwith, yes, forthwith. I know this. <laughs> the language here is hilarious. <laughs> you can almost see him like hammering this out, you know? Right? Yeah, totally. <laughs> forthwith. Yeah. And his wife going, "Are you coming to bed? Forthwith, forthwith." <laughs> odd creation anyway so yeah that happened uh yeah. it that will catch no steam at all because it's that's such stupid. a tremendous waste of everyone's time and th- this is where mm-hmm. i'm like my god all he does is waste time so you okay. don't get to be a, you know like a stay from being indicted by a um just forgot the word Grand jury by a grand jury. Sorry, Supreme Court so bad. I was yeah. I just forthwith was just right there, and I know that was wrong. In the grand jury, like um, I'm sorry, but yeah, that does. They can't officially charge her and move forward yet because of the stay, but they can certainly indict her. That's ridiculous, and it's just a waste of everybody's stupid time. Yeah. Oh, cranky typing it out with two fingers. Yeah, I'm sure. You just see it. Like Mm -hmm. you just see it. Yeah. Hundred percent. Yeah. Probably knocks the keys off his keyboard. And, he probably you know. types very lo- voluminously, if y'all remember that word. It was a favorite word recently in some hearings, although that was prior and prior. and Lindsay Blake, but mm-hmm. <laughs> still that was so funny. <laughs> you know, it's just this time wasting shit is so ridiculous. And I really hope that Archibald gets in there and shuts that stuff down. Oh, like, will. come on. Let's well, do things that actually matter. Because this does not matter, you know? Well, can you imagine Archibald trying to have a conversation with Mark Means about how I need you to not file things without my permission moving forward? <laughs> also, if you're going to file something, uh, I have to see it first. It I will be sending it office. to my paralegal or someone for some uh serious or proofreading someone in sixth grade to yep proofread it and make sure that <laughs> someone it's actually 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Now we have forthwith. Yes. Yes. Voluminous <laughs> and forthwith. Mm-hmm. I could only imagine. This is my thought. I'm thinking that since this case started, we have had Archibald looking at this case going, what's this dude doing? What's he doing? Right. You know, I can only imagine. You know yeah. Every attorney around here is watching this case like a hawk. And you have to know that Archibald probably figured he might be brought onto this case at some point because yeah. he is the only death penalty attorney or a in our, in our public area. defender in this area. Yeah. So surely he figured there might be a chance he'd be coming onto this case. So he's been watching it like a hawk. You know he has. He probably has. And just oh, been surely. chuckling or throwing his phone at his computer every time he watched one of those hearings. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. yeah. I also would like to hear the conversation between him and Means when he goes, can you please send over to me all of your evidence that you've compiled, all of your discovery, everything that you're prepared to argue against to discover there isn't any? Yeah. Or that what it is is all this, uh, you know, superfluous, shit that's not anything that's going to go anywhere in court it's probably just all the stuff he's gotten from the defense Mm -hmm. because that's what he's just constantly complaining about getting stuff from them it's like dude's not doing his own job it doesn't appear that he's going out and getting anything except when it came to melanie gibb and i never saw where that ever even went it kind of disappeared didn't it it did disappear at least for now i'm curious yeah oh Mouth of the South says she calls Mark means Mr. Potato Head because that's who he reminds her of. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah, he does. Yeah. He does. He puts on his angry eyes quite a bit. Yeah. He does. Yeah. Yeah. He does. And his shocked and appalled face. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, you could call um, prior Mrs. Potato Head because he clutches his pearls so much, you know. It's true. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So, well, anyway, lots of interesting things coming up here in the yeah. Bell Vallow matter, but uh, that one really made us laugh. Yeah, it really, really did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah Archibald probably was praying <laughs> the judge forgot he was qualified to defend Lori so he wouldn't have to work with means. Can you imagine if you've been, if you're an actual skilled attorney watching all this <laughs> shit going, please don't drag me into this mess. Well, and truly Archibald is a nice guy. He really is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I'm guessing that he's going into this. This is my gut feeling that he's going into this with means trying to cooperate with him, you know, trying mm-hmm. to be like, hey, we're going to we're going to do this together. Thank you for everything you've done thus far. I'm coming in. You need to, you know, tell me what you got. Let's, you know, let's do this thing. And, you know, really trying to uh, catch more flies with honey, you know, mm-hmm. and and work with means. And I'm guessing that means has been an absolute prick. That's my thought. Oh, that he's yeah, been difficult. He obviously has filed things, uh, you know, that perhaps he shouldn't have. There's no way that Archibald has approved that. There's just no way. No. And, you know, you're right. Um, Gary said he's just, uh, you know, going to be throwing stuff at the wall to see what sticks. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's what defense attorneys to- do for sure. But mm-hmm. I think they actually do things that they think might actually have a chance in hell of sticking. Right. And, you know, saying you that the prosecutor needs sanctions. Filed versus what means has filed. Right. There's a huge difference. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Huge difference. So true. Crazy. Well, we have a couple of other things to get on to. So why don't yes. we do that? 
So I am starting a new uh, little mini series over on our TikTok channel. So we are True Crime Paranormal on TikTok. Please come and find us. And mm-hmm. I am starting a deathbed confessions series. And yeah. so they're going to be little three minute videos, a deathbed confession that is a crime of some sort. I think it's going to be really fun. I chose a few deathbed confessions. These aren't so much crimes as they are just interesting uh, to share with you tonight to kind of give you an idea of what I'm going to be doing. So this comes from a handyman who worked in um, like a retirement home with elderly people. And because he was kind of not a person of authority, they would tell him all kinds of things that they didn't tell anybody else in their lives. Wow. So he says, an old Polish woman told me that she regretted not sleeping with Hitler when she had the chance. Those were her exact words. Holy. Uh, he said, I wanted to ask her about more context, but I was afraid to, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> what are the, never mind. I don't want to know. I yeah. Don't want to know. <laughs> uh, he says, another example was an old truck driver that used to work for an Eastern uh, German, an Eastern Ger- Germany company. He told me that he once run over some kids with his truck and was too afraid to stop and check if they were okay. See, that's a deathbed crime right there. So I'm going to be sharing a bunch more of these. Um, I have to tell you that last week on the Psychic Hour, when mm -hmm. we had Nurse Hadley as our guest, uh, I think it was JR actually that asked if uh, she had heard any, like, crazy deathbed confessions really i have not listened to that show so i that know you have it it's super so, funny this is funny and but the the one that she told us about you're gonna die uh she said that she was with a man that was dying and his wife and he said i have to tell you something and before i go and she said okay what the wife did and he said i hit that kid on purpose and she was like what what why what are you talking about well as it turned out uh, earlier in life, he had hit a kid on a bike with his car. And the kid walked away. He was okay. Uh-huh. But uh, he told his wife on his deathbed that he hit that kid on purpose. Oh and she said, why? And he said, I don't know. I just saw him there and thought I should hit him. So I did. And just swerved at him? Oh, my yeah. God. Yeah. Oh. And so she actually was required to report that to the police because yeah. uh, it was a confession of a crime. Um, mm-hmm. She said where, uh, you know, the perp was dead and the kid that he hit actually walked away from it. They're, they didn't do anything. But anyway, so funny that you brought that up because that was something so we heard last week from Nurse Hadley. Well, it turns out that it is something that is kind of common that people that will have gotten away with a crime all of their lives will fess up right before they die to a nurse, a doctor, a family member, sometimes a stranger because they don't feel like they can tell their family. So yeah, I thought this would be a really fun little series over on TikTok because we can do love it. just really short, you know, videos, but I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you some stories about some crazy deathbed confessions of some crimes. So follow us over on TikTok. We're True Crime Paranormal over there. And I'm really excited about this. So definitely um, come follow us if you're a TikToker. 
also, um, I'll be sharing them also on our clapper. If you're not a TikToker, but you are a clapper, because I don't know if you know, but clapper is kind <laughs> of an alternative to TikTok. I don't know what that means, but <laughs> it came out weird. But if you <laughs> are a clapper and you want to follow us, we're also there, True Crime Paranormal. Yeah. And we're on Instagram as True Crime Paranormal. And so these little, this little series will be on all three of those places in case, you know, you prefer one over the other. I'm going to be posting them on all three of those social media sites. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Red Girl, when I was in high school, the neighborhood bully deliberately swerved and hit me with his truck. Holy canary. I'm not laughing at you. I was laughing at Cranky's comment. Wow. Hello. Get it together. Uh, <laughs> yeah. That's terrible. That I'm is so really sorry. terrible. I'm so glad, I'm glad, glad you're lived. okay. Yeah. <laughs> Cranky, I know what the clap is, but not clapper. Yeah. This is why I was laughing. Yeah. Clapper is basically TikTok for adults. Yeah. It's TikTok without some of the bells and whistles and all the dancing. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. It's more just for adult stuff and mm -hmm. not like. I like it. Not like, well, I mean, there is adult stuff on there, like adult, adult, but that's not what yeah. it, it's for grownups. It's not for teenagers. Does that mm -hmm. make sense? Yeah. I just cannot get my words correct tonight. So Gary was also hit by a car oh and God, Red Girl right. said it messed her up for a bit, but not too badly. My God. Yeah. Yikes. Gary wonders if it was on purpose. Oh my gosh. Okay. I have to tell that? you, yeah, what's going on with people? Yeah. Things like this. Yeah, with Red Girl, it was on purpose, yeah. He admitted wow. it was? Oh, my gosh. That is insane. So, oh, Cranky, <laughs> you made me think about the clap. And my kids sent me a TikTok that they were laughing so hard about. I have just always been, like, a not very serious mom. <laughs> and, <laughs> mm -hmm. Anyway, they said that they thought this was something I would do. But this was a TikTok of this young man who uh, early on in COVID, his mom <laughs> told him that they were calling COVID the clap. And he apparently didn't know what the clap is. Oh, what? <laughs> and he got COVID. So he'd been telling people that he had the clap. Oh, for hell's sake. Because he had COVID. So then he went to the doctor's office for uh, just for like a, a general checkup. And he told them that he had had the clap back in March. And <laughs> they made him have some additional exams and blood work. Uh, and yeah. Oh, my hell. He came home and told his mom, well, that was the weirdest doctor's appointment. And I told him that I'd had the clap back in March. And they acted really weird and made me have some kind of uh, not exams I would have expected. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it hit your lungs. <laughs> So then she had to fess up to him <laughs> that she had uh, told him that as a joke. And, uh, you know, that the clap isn't really what anyone's calling COVID. <laughs> clap actually is. <laughs> at the end of the, he was pissed at the TikTok. It was so funny. I just about died laughing. But at the end of it, he said something along the lines of, I've got to go make some very uncomfortable phone calls. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I bet he does. Oh my gosh, that is. He's been telling friends. all of his friends that he had the clap. Had clap. <laughs> oh my hell. Oh, that's so funny. <laughs> his mom is my hero. My kids yeah. are right. I would do something like that. 
Oh, <laughs> uh, heck yeah. If it was funny, yeah. probably would, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I have to I have to double back here about all these people talking about getting hit by a car on their bike. Um, I hit a car on my bike. Yeah. Um, because did you do I it on purpose? Now I have to know. No. Don't wait till I, your deathbed to tell me. I did not do it on purpose. I was not wearing my glasses. <laughs> and I didn't even see the car. And I rode right out and I hit them. Like broadsided the front right before the driver's or the driver's side door, like right before it, mm-hmm. and uh, flipped over backwards. I was wearing shorts and a tank top, like road rashed to hell, and I just jumped up and got back on my bike. And the lady goes, "Wait, are you okay?" And I just rode out of there as fast as I could go. Because yeah. I thought maybe I'd be in trouble. I don't know. I just kind of freaked out. I went home. I locked myself in the bathroom. And I am just bleeding everywhere. Oh, my God. I was road rash so bad. And then yeah. I finally had to fess up to my parents what I'd done. And it was because I wasn't wearing my glasses. So, yeah. Anyway, apparently we all had a rough time in uh, junior high and high school on our bikes. Not cool. Yeah. Well, I'm the only one that didn't, apparently. Apparently. That poor woman, I'm sure I gave her a freaking heart attack. And then I just got on my bike and rode away as fast as I could and didn't even speak to her. I just left. She's like, wait, wait. And I'm just out of there, man. (laughs) Right. I know. I didn't see the car. Cars are big. Yes. I need to keep my glasses on. I am extremely nearsighted. So, yeah. If that tells you how nearsighted I am, that I didn't see a car. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I didn't do that, but I did have a terrible wipeout on a skateboard one time. <laughs> I didn't scooter. hit a car, but. Wasn't it a scooter? No, it was a skateboard. Oh, and there's, oh there's two. There was a road by our house that, uh, it was a hill. It wasn't a super steep hill, but it was a hill. And I went to uh, skateboard on it. Uh, without any shoes on, as you do when you're oh, a kid yeah. and you're an idiot. And I started cooking down that hill and couldn't slow down and got going faster and faster and was afraid that I was going to end up out in traffic. To add to this, I was wearing a dress. <laughs> and when I bailed off the skateboard, the dress was long, like clear to my ankles. And so I could only step so far. And so... <laughs> I did this step, 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 fall, die, 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 all the way down the hill because uh, the dress like impeded my ability to step, you know, as, as <laughs> will. And yeah, I, it was a bad deal. My feet really hurt. Uh, I ripped my dress and that was a bad deal. Yes, it was. I was not an Olympic skateboarder. That is for sure. <laughs> that is for sure. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. Oh, not mm-hmm. fun. Well. I know we have one more story. We do. That is a 40-year-old solved case. So, Katie, I know you were going to talk to us about it. You've got a picture for us. Yes, I do. This case is very sweet. All right. So, this beautiful girl here, her name is Sonia Carmen Herrick Stone. She was 30 years old when she was murdered in 1981. She lived in California. Pardon me. She lived in California and it was a cold case uh, pretty quickly. 
Well, it wasn't. They they had a suspect, but she worked as a merchandiser for Levi Strauss and Company. Oh yeah. Yeah, she lived in Monterey County, and there was a lot of press about this case. There was uh, Mo- uh, Levi Strauss and Company. I uh, you know helped to you know, helped her family and, and, you know, paid a lot of attention to what happened. Like it was just a really terrible thing. Of course, she had just one daughter. Well, her neighbor, she had a neighbor that was a creepy guy named Michael Glazebrook. And they looked at him as a suspect initially, and they did go to trial in 1983, but they didn't have a lot of evidence and it ended up as a hung jury. And the DA creepy guy isn't enough, although... Yeah. Often we know long mm-hmm. before they have the evidence when there's the creepy guy around. Right. Looking at you, Gacy. Yeah. yeah. But Ooh, yeah. Yeah. So the DA decided not to retry it because they just didn't think they had enough evidence to convict so that it ended right there. And they didn't have anyone else. It just went cold at that point. There was just nothing else. Yikes. Well, last year, some of the detectives, uh, the sheriff's detectives that work in Monterey now uh, and the district attorney decided to re-examine the case because again, DNA is, you know, right. coming up big. So they took several pieces of evidence that could be sent off for DNA testing. And guess what? They got a match and guess who it was? Yep. The same creepy guy. Creepy guy. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Yep. And guess what? He still lives in Monterey County. Thank God the dude's still alive. Right? At least there's some kind of closure. Mm -hmm. Still lives in Monterey. He was arrested uh, last week. He has been booked. He's on a warrant for a murder with a bail at $1 million. The really cute thing about this, they were so excited to be able to get some closure on this case for Sonia and for her Mm -hmm. family that when they arrested him, they all wore Levi's. Isn't that cute? I tried to find a picture of them in their Levi's. I thought that was really sweet, but I couldn't find one. But anyway, so her family will finally get it. Yep. Finally have some closure. Wow. It's really cool that we're seeing so many of these old cases come back up. I just hope that some of our current unsolved cases are going to get the same kind of attention. Yeah. You know, and, and get the same kind of closure. And I know we are in a lot of cases, but yeah. You know? Yeah, for sure. I'm yeah. just glad he was alive. Right? I These are so in the same county. Arrogant bastard. I guess right. he got off on it once and figured that there was never going to be. They weren't ever going to really get him. Mm-hmm. Wow. Well, that is yep. very cool. Yeah, and yeah. you're right looking at you, Gacy. Ugh. If you guys yeah. haven't listened to our John Wayne Gacy episode or watched it, uh, it came out this morning. You definitely want to. If you know that case, even if, or if you don't, um, I mean, if you're a real true crimer, you know who John Wayne Gacy is, but yeah, his kind of, his stuff has come back up again because, uh, Peacock, the, the channel Peacock just did a new, um, documentary on him and they used a bunch of footage that hadn't really been released before that was talking to him. And it is some chilling stuff you guys yeah. and it, it always is but i mean that dude was so remorseless mm-hmm. like oh my god so sure of himself oh 
Also, somebody in our comments mentioned, if you don't have the Peacock channel, look for that John Wayne Gacy um, uh, doc on YouTube because it's up on YouTube as well. It's been made available mm -hmm. on YouTube so that um, people can watch it even if they don't have Peacock. So nice. check it out. Oh, yeah. Jared says, check out Crazy Not Insane. It's a fast, fascinating documentary. I will. Mm, interesting. Thank you. I spend a lot of my time watching documentaries, you guys. <laughs> well, especially right now, as long as we're under this blanket of smoke. Oh, yeah. That's all we want to do. Yeah, most definitely. Well, I think that is everything we have for you guys tonight. It is. Now, we'll be back tomorrow night with the Psychic Hour. Yeah. And her popular request, we're going to talk about aliens. We are. It has been requested repeatedly. Mm -hmm. So it is time for us to... We're going to go there, you guys. We are going to go there. You guys, we are not going to show up in our tinfoil hats, but we are going to show up with what we have experienced. Or maybe we what will. We I don't know. know. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of thought about making one, but you know. <laughs> uh, I did have a nice vacation. Thank you. But it's really nice to be back. I miss these live streams. They are a lot of fun, you guys. I like to yeah. interact with you all. So it's nice to be back. Mm -hmm. But yeah, we're going there. We're talking aliens tomorrow night, 7 p.m. Mountain live stream on youtube and facebook so do not miss it yeah and if you've had any experiences please come and talk about it we want right. to know. be there in the chat share it with us we want to hear we're going to share ours we want to hear yours as well absolutely yeah well you guys you know it thank you so much for joining us tonight but we are the psychic sisters with uh, true crime paranormal, as you know, and we're getting super paranormal tomorrow night. You bet. So thanks for being here. Have a great night. <laughs> Take care. <laughs>